Hi, this is Carla with As I Grow Up, and I'm interviewing Daniel Carver. He's a, an evangelist, a missionary in the Philippines, and he's here to share his uh, story, his, uh, his testimony, and his ministries that he's uh, involved in in the Philippines. And he's going to start um, by um, opening with prayer. Daniel, if you will. Yes. Hallelujah. Daddy God, we come to you right now by the blood of Jesus. Lord, you've given us this time in this very moment right now. You are so, so good to us. Your grace is in our life, Lord. What we have in you is unspeakable with words. It's so beautiful. It's so good. Lord, we ask right now because of your goodness, Lord, not because of our goodness, but because of your goodness. We ask that you pour out your spirit on us. We ask that you pour out your spirit on all who are watching this video. We pray that their ears, those who are hearing these words, they will be moved uh, to open, that they can understand the very words that you would be speaking. God, we submit ourselves to you. We submit our spirit that you would move us to speak your word. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that you bring to our remembrance the very things that we would testify that you've done in our life we give you the praise for this in jesus mighty name amen. amen amen okay daniel would you um tell us about why you're in the philippines would you start with your your testimony and what led you there okay amen amen well you know as far as the philippines i had already been born again in America, I was born again when I was about 20 years old, and I went through some pretty tough times, tough trials. Um, I lost a loved one that I was planning to spend my life with. She she went to be with the Lord before I even had time to tell her what had happened to me as far as being born again. It was a radical, radical uh, save. It was a radical awakening to God's presence. And it was so, so powerful that everything in my life changed immediately. And I tried to reach out and tell, like I said, it was my fiance at the time. And she was gone. She had already left. Didn't get to say goodbye. Uh, so I went through a time of great need from God uh, for comfort in my heart to just continue on as life is normal. I wound up leaving my job just because I was in the same environment that I used to think about her all the time and, you know, was had all my plans and all, all my aspirations. And so I literally uh, talked to my boss and, and they understood exactly what was, was going on. And I left my job, uh, started a new job, and then I just got so absorbed with I had to follow the Lord or else I was in this depression. And so I would go in these ups and downs. Whenever I felt I was not measuring up to what I thought God would be watching me for and keeping a, a rule book for me in a, in a ledger, I felt like a very, very hopeless person. And so my understanding of the Word of God was not, was not mature. I did not understand that things are not like that, that God is not um, holding a big stick and waiting to, you know, 
hit you when you're doing wrong or allow calamities to happen. But the enemy took advantage of my situation and my trials and, and would try to make me feel like I actually deserved to have these bad things happen to me because I was not serving God to my fullest. And that led me off to a – it should have led me to the truth that I would cry out to God for understanding. But what it wound up leading me off into was a surrender that was abnormal. Uh, when I read the scripture and it says, sell all that you have, give to the poor, and take with you a uh, – don't even take with you any money, that wherever you go, uh, I will provide for you, that type of, of – word right when the, when jesus sent out the disciples and he said you know don't, don't take anything extra just one pair of shoes one garment of clothes go into the cities if they receive you they receive you if they don't shake the dust off your feet and move on i took that literally for myself and wound up leaving everything i had and selling all my stuff uh, i went to walmart and bought a white a white outfit and a, a black marker and, and wrote scriptures on my shirts, on my shirt. And I literally went into from coast to coast in the United States preaching and just moment by moment, day by day. I did see God move. I did see him provide for me. I did. But I was so – it was a religious spirit that I would be afraid to even – you know, while I'm walking down the road – by the way, my daughter just came in. Daughter just came Sorry. in. Sorry. down. That was it's me. Okay. Praise the Lord. So, I, it's okay. So, I would be, I was so zealous, but yet so under the wrong idea of who God was that I would walk down the road. And I wouldn't even look at the cars that passed by because I didn't, I didn't want to covet a car. I would, I would always keep my eyes straight forward. And, you know, I did this for I don't know how many months. I'm thinking almost, almost a year. I literally, like, just traveled. People would stop me and say, hi, what's your name? And I'd tell them my name. And where are you going? And, and I would quote scriptures. That's all I would quote scriptures. The wind blows where it wishes, and now here's the sound thereof, but you can't tell where it comes or where it's going. So is everyone who's born of the Spirit. And so there was fruit. There was good fruit that did come out. But for me personally, my relationship with God was based on my doings and not based on his done. And so that was around the year 2000. It wasn't until 2008 that I actually began to understand what grace really is and how God has given us this unmerited, undeserved, unearned favor and how he can't change who he is and he's already made everything perfect for us. He's made it perfect. In the spirit realm, we are as perfect as we could possibly be. There's no way we could become any more righteous because we've been given the righteousness of Christ. He started teaching me these things, and it, it truly – at first, I was a little bit upset because I had such a strong root of works in my life. And my I mean I literally would get on my face and pray for an hour before I would go outside the door because I was afraid that if I went outside the door without this 
seeking God and pouring out everything I have to God, that there would be no, it would be a fruitless day. And so I was very work oriented. And I, I, I got upset when the Lord started showing me and I was like, Lord, how long is it going to be for me to change the way I, the way I am to stop this, this work stuff. Right. And I'm not talking about like, stop serving the Lord. I'm saying that my mindset was, if I don't do good, God will not bless me and God will not hear me. And so my prayers will, will never get to heaven. I have to literally confess every thought, every deed, everything, every day and every moment of every day and stay in my purity so God can hear me. And that was such a, a deception. Because I couldn't make myself any more pure. Jesus had already given his life for me. I don't need to add to that. And so there was a there was a moment when I, I had the realization of what he was saying, and I was like, Lord, how long will it be for me to to line up with this grace? And it, it did take some time. It took years for me to be able to to rid myself of the fear of judgment. From God, I was always in a in a bad, fearful way, and so, yes, and I was single, and I stayed single for fifteen years. I'm not sure, many, 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 many years, and I I would meet girls in church, women of God, and they were, you know, I would, my personality's okay, you know, I got the I got the charisma, you know, but. The grace of God gave me a, a different boldness and communication with people. Before, I was never one who could just turn on a podcast and start speaking. That wasn't <laughs> me. I was a quiet guy. I would literally, I would not be able to do this. That's for sure. And so that that charisma I had, that that, that boldness to, to communicate, I would talk to the girls in church, and it seemed like I would have this relationship, this friendship, and then... The Lord would say, no, that's not the one. And I was, I would get a little bit depressed. And it, it kept going on and on and on. And the last one in America that I thought was the one, she, she literally messages me and says, uh, I'm moving to California. Bye. <laughs> and I'm, and I, I'm like, Lord, what, what am I? Am I not going to have a, a helpmate? Do I, am I not going to have a family? You know, And I started crying for loneliness, not because I was lonely um, with him. He was always with me. Of course, he's with us. But I was lonely. I was alone. And in that state, I cried out to God, and I said, Lord, I pray that your will will literally meet me at the doorstep of my I was in a hotel room at that time of the hotel that I'm in right now. I pray your will will meet me at the doorstep. And this was in Edmond, Oklahoma, by the way. And so I, I really believe that there was like this, this, this faith, this strong faith came upon me that this is it. I'm going to step out this door and there's no way I'm going to error. God's going to put me in the place I need to be. And six months later, through, through social media, through things I saw online. Sophia just came over here. The things I saw online um, in the Philippines just blessed me. 
I saw a event that was taking place. It's similar to what, what they do here, this Jesus Reigns, where they had all the different churches, all these different churches, get together and walk throughout a town. And they were holding signs that said, Jesus is the way. Jesus alone saves. God is so good. You know, all these signs, and they're, they're jumping up and down and, mm-hmm. and, and just having this praise parade. And I was like, wow, I want to go see this. I want to be a part of the harvest there. And so I prayed about it, and I felt in my spirit it was a go. And so I continued to go to my church. Uh, I continued, I was part of the praise and worship team of a church in Edmond. And I let everybody know that what I had on my heart to do. And they were supportive in word. They were supportive in moral support. You know, pat on the back. Hey, that's great, Daniel. We're so we're so happy that that you're going to go to the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, I am. I'm going. I am going to the Philippines. And I had a friend in the Philippines that I was able to connect with, mm-hmm. and they didn't have any money. I mean, they're not they weren't rich people or anything. But it was a it was a touch it was a place to touch down so that I would know people. I ended up getting an apartment in this town. Uh, it was called Bayugan, Bayugan City. And but before I got the plane ticket, you know, I let everybody know what I was doing. But all I could get as far as support was prayer support. And, hey, we're so happy you're going, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I actually saved my own money. Uh, God blessed me to have a a ability to save at that time. And I got rid of everything I had because I wasn't planning to, you know, use it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I got a plane ticket and came to the Philippines. And let me get a drink of this coffee here. <laughs> the coffee's just calling me over here. It's sitting here just simmering warm. So, so I got here to the Philippines, and the friendliness of this people, the, the faith they have for a minister to come here from another country uh, is amazing. They're very open. They have, they're very receptive to men and women of God. And so I began preaching in different churches and very blessed across denominations, several different denominations. Love, love, sweetie, Brico, come here, Dove. Will you occupy the babies? Yeah. <laughs> Got to make it fun if you make it a, and that's you know that's that's a, a principle of the spirit. If if we make people like for these children, if we make somebody do something or we command them to do something, a lot of times they'll instantly reject. Mm-hmm. But if we make it fun and we make it something that that they could see as a good thing and something that they desire, even mm-hmm. they go right along with mm-hmm. you know. Same for us. Amen. We'll, uh, so I'm here in the Philippines. Let me interrupt you just a second here. Um, okay, sure. Will you repeat what you said, you know, before you left for the Philippines about um, you you were in your loneliness. You were lonely and you yeah. were crying out to God. Right. And yeah. you said what your will, your, your will me, will meet yeah. me at the door. Right? Is that, is that what you said? Yeah, that's exactly what I said. 
that's yeah. that's something that's that's something yeah. um i can identify with that you know i've talked to you many times about that and i'll my um my sister has always told me you know what do you expect god to do deliver this person to your door you know and like he's not capable of doing that but he is isn't he 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 can deliver Amen. things yeah. right to your door to bring things to Amen. your doorstep okay absolutely right. i was calling on the sovereignty of god mm -hmm. and i was saying in my heart it's even moving me right now just thinking about how serious it was lord bring your will to the doorstep of my house when i walk out this door my first step is in the perfect center of your sovereign power of all of the universe that you would will it from what you have for my life would literally be lined up so that I can't miss it. Cause I know that once I step into that perfect will, there's nothing to take me out. Wow. That's powerful. And, That's powerful, Daniel. Amen. That's powerful. Amen. Amen. Okay. And six months later, I'm on the other side of the planet. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's just so, incredible. Yeah. So I'm here and, and preaching in these churches, cross-denominational churches. I'm going to Assemblies of God churches here in the Philippines. I'm preaching at this charismatic full gospel assembly in the Philippines. Uh, many, many different denominations. There's a denomination called Jesus is Lord denomination. It's an actual denomination, mm -hmm. name that. So many different. And so, but they were all receptive and they're all, they're all born again, evangelical believing churches. And uh, while I was in one of the churches in, in a portion of Bayugan, it's called Philly, I was doing live videos. I didn't even know live videos really were, I didn't know much about going live. Mm -hmm. And so when I was here, I saw a, I actually saw Brian Rabin and I'm like, hey, this is neat. This is live. So like right now he's doing this on Facebook. This is so neat, right? And I'm like, huh, I should do this. Why am I not doing this, right? <laughs> and so I tried and I clicked live and, I'm, and I, I started walking through the Philippines um, in the streets, you know, walking through and saying, hey, here I am in the Philippines. God is good. Let's get the word of God out. Let's talk about the word. And suddenly I had people following me. Wow. And so it grew. And when I'm going on the Sunday services and preaching in the churches, I would literally have somebody hold my phone and turn it on live. And this was all new to me. Mm -hmm. And while I was in Philly, I, I come in, you know, uh, the pastor there, she's, she's already knows me. I've already, you know, had a, a fellowship with them. They're, they're asking me to preach one of their very important meetings. They have what they call a Thanksgiving meeting once a year in the churches. Each church has a different time that they do it. Mm -hmm. And it's not about uh, Thanksgiving like America with you know the pilgrims and stuff. It's a, just th it's a service of Thanksgiving to God. Mm -hmm. And it's it, many different denominations have this Thanksgiving service. And so I was asked to do the Thanksgiving service. And usually when, you, when they have a Thanksgiving service, there are lots of pastors that show up because it's a special it's a special service mm -hmm. and so many pastors from that particular denomination will will attend and my wife who was pioneering a church in a village very poor i mean we're talking like beyond what you would consider poor in america it was 
She lived in a little hut. She had rain coming in on the roofs. Uh, the hut was even tilted because the floor uh, was not straight. It was very, very, you know, it was bottom level, survived. She literally lived off of like, I don't, I, she would eat roots. I'm serious. She would eat roots for food. They, they have a way of cooking roots when they don't have anything else to eat. That would, that would be something that would keep them, you know, from dying of hunger. So she's in a place that's very, very, uh, very difficult to live in. But she had attended this service. And so I don't know anything about her, you know. And the pastor there said, oh, this is Reichel. Uh, she's a pastor. And then she's like, and she's single. <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh, that's that's nice. She's so beautiful, you know. In my mind, I'm like, wow, she's so beautiful. And so when I started the service, I said, excuse me, Reichel, will you hold my phone for me to do the live video? And she mm -hmm. surely was excited to do that. And she did the video. She did a good job. After the service, on these Thanksgiving services, we have something called uh, uh, like a luncheon, uh, like a potluck thing where everybody has brings the food, you know. Mm -hmm. And so we all would eat and set up tables in the church after the service. And we sat next to each other, me and Reichel. And the whole room, the whole church, the people that were still there, they kept laughing and giggling and covering their mouths and looking at us and laughing and giggling. And, and, there, and some of them were saying, you guys are going to get married. And we're looking at each other like, what is what is going on here? Why are they acting so weird? And, you know, and they're literally just being open. You guys are going to get married. And we're like, you know, uh, so I did get her phone number. And after the meeting, you know, days go on, I start mm -hmm. talking to her. Mm -hmm. And then I went and visited her little church and it and and I met her family. And we got married. Wow. Wow. That's that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. And that's is yeah. is that within the six months that she moved to the Philippines? Or was that it was, a little while after? That was it was a little while. It was about eight months, about eight months or so. And COVID-19 happened right as we were planning our wedding. Oh, wow. That, that happened right as we were planning, planning our wedding. So in the Philippines, when, when that happened, when they started doing the, the COVID stuff, it literally, they, they put us on full lockdown to where we couldn't go anywhere. We had to have a special family member uh, to go out and buy food for us. I, I was renting a place. I moved from Bayugan. I moved closer by here, and I was renting a place uh, near her family. And so things became very, very uh, different, very suddenly. And But we still wanted to get married. We wanted to make a, a full commitment to be husband and wife. And God opened the door for us despite the fact that we couldn't have a wedding at that time. Uh, he opened the door for us. And we had a closed ceremony with the mayor in the mayor's office. Yeah. And he, we had, I think, two witnesses or three witnesses and us and the mayor. Mm -hmm. And so we're in this, like, non, you know, not a church setting, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and be behind me was a big pile of, of rice, uh, rice bags, because the mayor actually was, was working on getting food for many of the people that can't couldn't eat during the COVID times. Wow. And so the government was 
providing rice. Mm -hmm. And so there's stacks of rice behind us, and we're just sitting at a table signing papers. We said our, our wedding vows, and we're married. Wow. And so, yeah, and, you know, I think eight months later, uh, she was born a little premature. Sophia came about. Amen. <laughs> and a year later after that, we have another baby. But it's so beautiful, and God has, has truly orchestrated this marriage in a way that the kingdom of God would be glorified. There's so many things. We, we literally faith walk. You know, I literally have to believe. You know, I have no choice to believe God to provide for what we're doing in ministry. And he does. He always does. Amen. Amen. Uh, we started, we started, uh, I came out here to this mountain area. I was living in, in the town in a house with no windows, very, very poor house, you know, just just to give you a picture of what what it was, what it was, uh, no windows, so so no real protection from any type of mosquitoes and things like that. And living down there, uh, I would go live time to time, and I would show the beautiful waters. I I kind of hid most of the ugliness because I just I don't know I didn't I didn't want people to uh, be like what's this you know. Yeah. Uh, so I would do like water, you know, the, the springs and the and just the beautiful areas. Uh, we had a little boat made. I started doing live videos on a boat. We'd go out on the boat. I'd do a little live video on a boat. And so my following kept going and kept going and increasing by the grace of God. And then we shared uh, the vision of what we were what we were doing and feedings. We were doing the feeding. Uh, people doing 200 meals, 400 meals, you know, whatever we had to, to work with, we would gather people and share the gospel. Very, very beautiful. Well, I was visiting her family here in this area, and there was no signal. And when I do my live videos, I like to, to keep up with the comments and make sure everything's going good and, and, and be blessed by what people are saying. And so I like to check it from time to time. And being here in, the, in this area, there was no signal. Uh, her mother has a little portion of property that is kind of hers, mm -hmm. but more it's like she caretakes of this land over here, uh, just a little ways off from here. And they have little little houses there that are just, it's, it's pretty rough, right? Uh, no electricity, no water. But we were there visiting, and I'm like, oh, I don't have a signal. Well, they told me, you can climb up that mountain over there, and you'll get a good signal. And so I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So I go climb up the mountain. I've got like a, a bunch of kids behind me walking with me. You know, we're all just climbing up the mountain. We get up, And I get up the mountain to check my phone, and it's perfect signal. It's like super, super good. And I look out, and the view, as you know, right, mm -hmm. this is a testimony, mm -hmm. is of two islands. Uh, Turtle Island and Capgan Island, mm -hmm. and it's just so beautiful here. So the first thing that came out of my mouth was, wow, this would be a, an awesome place to build a house and a church. Wow. And, yeah. Wow. And so that just I just said it. Mm -hmm. Well, a year later, we own the property I'm sta I was standing on. We own it, okay, and we have started building. So we just, just next to this right here where I'm at right now 
Uh, we built a little bamboo. The family all got together. Are we frozen? Let me see. Yeah, we're kind of, it's right. this signal or something's kind of breaking up, but go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So we, our family helped and we built a bamboo house next to this one. And we just simply raised funds and we said, hey, this is what we're doing. We're building a church. If you want to get involved, get involved. And so people began to get involved. Uh, we At that time, I had a couple of people that were really, they were blessing big time. They were sending $500 at a time. Um, I can think of two people right offhand that were sending $500 at a time, which is a lot here in the Philippines to do things. Mm -hmm. You know, $1,000 is, uh, I believe, $1,000 is 50,000 pesos. Wow. And just to give a perspective, with... With $2,000, you can buy a, a decent motorcycle in the Philippines. Mm. So for, you know, 85, 90,000 pesos, you can buy a very, a very nice motorcycle in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. So the building materials and things, the COVID stuff was happening. So it, it wasn't a, a long time into the COVID that we started the build. And so the, the materials were still pretty cheap at the time. Things have been changing in the Philippines, even, even the price of eggs is like double mm -hmm. everything is like so much higher now in the philippines mm -hmm. since the lockdown since all the covid stuff but we're over here building and by the way there's two two donors um something somewhere lord led them to go different direction you know mm -hmm. uh, but they were there when they were when it was needed mm -hmm. and so god was providing and he still provides to this day. Amen. Amen. We, we, we're not without, and we're doing things that we cannot do in our own strength. There's no way we can be doing the things we're doing. So it is God. Right. But those two particular uh, partners, uh, one of them was being, and this is something I, I, I want to say for those that, that do support social, social media ministers, people that are on social media mm -hmm. platforms that are speaking and doing the will of God, people that support that. Be mindful that in the background, there are going to be people from other countries that are, they're only there for one purpose. They're there to find out who's donating to you. And when they figure that out, they will go and ask them for money. And they will they will have the, the cry story. They'll have, you know, an orphanage that needs, you know, and their kids are starving and we're, you know. And they'll be they'll be sending these messages a messenger, and that actually that type of behavior actually moved one of my supporters to stop supporting everyone, because they fell into that. Hmm. Someone was giving them the the sob story, mm -hmm. and of course they're good-hearted people, and so they're they they went with it, and then they found out it was not the way it should be, and so they not only stopped sending to them, they stopped sending to us as well, and so it those type of things. Um, it's something to be, you know, keep, keep guard up. If, yeah. if that's, if that's something that, you know, if, if a person is doing, be, be mindful that there will be people that come after you with motivation that is yes. not from the Holy spirit. It's from other places. Yes. So, yes. but God provided, and we've been here and we are seeing God move. We've built this church and this house. Amen. Yeah. And I can even, you know, you want to, you want to see some of the, sure. You want me to move the yes. camera? Okay. All right. Now, keep in mind, we had a, a windstorm last night, so the chairs are moved around. They're plastic chairs. Okay. They're, 
I haven't been up there to change it. But this is the downstairs of our house. Okay. We have a kitchen. It's all one floor, uh, open floor. Has a little kitchen area. This is this is the water we we use to drink and sometimes do dishes with. Uh, we don't have running water on the mountain here, so. <clears throat> Now, if, you, if you're looking at it, it's like, wow, your house is so big, right? It's so tall, right? Well, when it came down to buying the materials and even the labor and everything, it cost so, so little more. You know, it, it didn't take much more to go an extra four feet than, it, mm -hmm. you know, because we're already building. Mm -hmm. In America, you know, four feet of concrete and, and whatever it is that you're using, it can be expensive to go to build a tall yes. house. Yes, yes. But here we, we knew that we've got one shot to do this, and so we might as well go ahead and make it tall. <laughs> and so it's very spacious in here. Yeah. And so we, we'll go up the stairs here. Right there. Um, we don't have tile floor. Uh, this is actually, it, it looks like tile on, on, the, on the camera, but it's actually a, a type of, uh, see if I can get my hand on here. Where's my hand? There it is. See it? It moves yes. around. It's mm -hmm. just like a like a rubber mat type okay. thing. <clears throat> and so here is the church area. Okay. And the chairs are all kind of moved around from the wind. Okay. Well, we had. We don't uh, have walls because we had wind come through here today in North Carolina, and it brought snow. Wow. <laughs> wow. What's the temperature? Over uh, there? It was 32 this morning. Most of today it was 32. Okay. It's, it's going to be down in the okay. 20s tonight. Wow. Yeah. So you guys are still in winter. Yeah, I think the groundhog lied. I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's eating. Yeah, I think he, I think he came out and lied. When he said that we were headed in he spring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. He was he was hopeful. He was hopeful. Yeah, well, let's so, call let's call it hopeful. Let's not call him a liar. So let's call him hopeful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we've got this nice, beautiful church now. The Lord has provided, and we use this for lots of uh, ministry and leadership gatherings. Uh, so many pastors have been right here in this very place from different denominations, different churches. And so it is such a blessing. Uh, we went with, with the design. We went with no walls so that it would be open air. You know, the breeze comes through. I'm getting hit right now with the breeze. And it's, it's kind of a, a parable that we are not bound by any denominational walls that we are, you know, we are open to anyone and everyone that, that confesses Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And so if they if they are willing to connect for the harvest, then that's why we're here. That's what we want. Well, you have that and beautiful view. You wouldn't, why would anyone yeah. want to shut that off? That is beautiful. Exactly. Is... 360 degree of beautiful trees. 
Um, this little place here is where we first, this was our, there was a bamboo place here, which obviously didn't last. It, you know, it expired. And behind the bamboo, we had, when, when Sophia was born, we needed to have a closed place because I didn't want my little baby getting bit by mosquitoes. And so we had a closed place there. And it's about the size of a shed in the backyard of a house in America, wow. you know. Wow. And so it was our little one-room house that we could shut the door and, and be safe from the environment. And uh, it's still there. It's being used as a storage shed now. Wow. That's, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. Daniel, um, tell us about the radio station there in Philippines. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we, we have a radio station. Uh, we put this up a few months ago. And it is reaching out to 387,000. The population is 387,000 um, on the, the circle of, of where it reaches. I don't know if you can see the top of it. Am I aiming yes. it right? Yes. Am I aiming the camera? Okay. And so there's the antenna. And it is it is putting out a signal constant. Uh, can you see the eye? Oh, look at the eagle. You see the eagle? Yes. Yes, I did. Can you see the eagle? Yeah, he's just flying around. Wow. That's so beautiful. Filipino, Philippine eagle. Hmm. Wow. That's... That's a God thing right there. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your eagles. Wow. We don't see them every day like that. That's just beautiful. Wow, that's incredible. Eagles flying around. Hmm. The island's there. I hear somebody cutting down some trees down there in the woods somewhere. Yeah. So the radio station, let's go downstairs and turn up the volume. Uh, one, of the, one of the beautiful things about the radio station here in the Philippines is that I don't have to adhere to any copyright issues. Okay. I can play anything I want. Awesome. And nobody's going to be bothering me. Awesome. Yes. So we, we play the, the best of the best of, of, you know, Hillsong and all the different, let me turn the volume up on the radio itself. Let's play it. Planet Shakers. I'm going to say something on the radio. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You're listening to 103.7. Angel Spirit 103.7. God bless you more. So, yeah, it's very much, um, you know, I, I've never aspired to be on a radio, <laughs> but the Lord did. <laughs> He said, yeah, I want you on the radio. So, and it was so God putting this together. You know, when, when we even learned that it was possible, mm -hmm. the guy that, um, my technician, I met him online, never seen him face to face. He's here in the Philippines. And 
as I'm typing, he's typing. You know how we say in America, jinx, when you say something that someone yes. else is saying? Yes. We kept doing that over and over and over again. <laughs> it was like it was like we were reading each other's minds. Wow. And I was like, this is so the Holy Spirit. There's no way to, you know. And it turns out he's uh, he's put up about five different radio stations. And when I learned what we could do with the amount that we did it mm -hmm. with, I was like so ecstatic. I went straight to online and was like, hey, guys, we're, gonna, we're doing mm -hmm. it. We're doing mm -hmm. it. We're going to put up a radio mm -hmm. station. And so it cost us $3,000. And yeah. it's continually going out in the air. Mm -hmm. You know, 3000 bucks. Yeah. That was it. Uh, the only issues I'm working with right now that even need anything is my battery, uh, battery power. I'm here on the mountain. Mm -hmm. We don't have electric. I use solar energy. Oh, wow. And so, yeah. And so I use I use these big batteries, and they're good, and they work, but they're, they're getting very close to depletion when, I mean, they charge during the day, and they work out through that through the night, uh, but when it's not sunny and it's rainy, it, it, really, it really takes a toll on the battery power. Mm -hmm. It's not good for them to go all the way to zero. Mm -hmm. Batteries are not supposed to be done like that. And so we're working on, uh, there'll be, I'm believing God that there'll be some, some batteries added. Can you hear the chicken? The door was open and it came inside. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh no. Oh, uh oh, uh oh. Okay, so it needs to find the door. Find the door, chicken. There you go. There you go. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that just happened. Were you running from the eagle? Maybe. <laughs> maybe it was running. Maybe it saw the eagle and went inside. I'm gonna shut this door so that don't happen. That's again. funny. Yeah. Oh goodness. Yeah. Um, what has uh, what's been the response to the radio station? Have Have you gotten any feedback from the people about the radio station? Oh sure. Yeah, we have a we have a phone number people could call. And we also, we have people in the town and the different areas. They were actually ready for the radio station before we even hit on the air. Mm -hmm. They were waiting and asking about it because we had put the word out in the churches mm -hmm. what we were doing. And they were they were giving feedback. When is it on? When is it on? When is it on? Wow. So it's on now. And it's commercial free. We don't do commercials. Um, we keep it We keep it all nonprofit, no commercials. Um, as far as donations, we do not have the donations coming in in the Philippines because, to be honest, I I won't deny somebody if they like for you know force a blessing and say, hey, the Lord told me to give you this. So I'm not going to tell them mm -hmm. no, but to like say, hey, if you want to support this ministry, mm -hmm. you know, contact us here. Mm -hmm. That won't be happening because the daily wage here is like eight dollars, ten dollars a day. Mm -hmm. And they're working all day long, and so in in the food is not that cheap anymore. Uh, a chicken can cost you upwards of 200, 250 pesos, and so they're working all day to eat and to feed their yeah. family, and then they're going to have expenses for their their living and, and everything else. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not collecting I'm not sending out an offering plate in the right. Philippines. Right. On the contrary, it's the opposite. Amen. Yeah. So we, we help and we, we, we're here to be a blessing. Um, let me see this this basketball here. 
This was on the floor. We can pick it up. Um, it's going to be backwards because of the okay. camera. But it says 103.7. Jesus saves. Okay. Jesus saves. Wow. 103.7. And, and yeah, 103.7. And that's Spirit, Spirit, Spirit 103.7. And I'm going to give this basketball away probably today to one of the basketball courts okay. in town and one of the barangays, uh, barangays that work for Village. And so we're going to give this away. Um, I've got some basketball nets to put on their, their basketball mm -hmm. rims. Uh, usually they don't have one, yeah. you know. And so we're going to go bless them with a basketball and some, some nets. Wow. Just to let the word out that the radio station is here, yeah. you know. And so that's another way to, to make awareness of the channel, of the frequency, 103.7. Some free advertising. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God is so so good. So, um, talk to us about uh, any future plans. Any anything okay. that might be coming up in the future for you in the Philippines, you and your family. Okay. Well, as far as I want to go upstairs while while I'm giving this. As far as our on the what you would say, what's on the plate or what's on the menu for the upcoming days and weeks. I have had um, the burden on my heart. It just came to full fruition for my family. Um, like I said, they lived in a uh, very tough environment. And I, I, when you marry a Filipina, you actually marry the whole family. It's just the way it is here. When when a person marries a Filipina, it's it's their. Are we frozen, Carla? Am I still on? Hello again. We got disconnected. <laughs> yes, we did. And that was that was on my side. Um, the the company that gives us a data signal, sometimes they just flip a switch or something happens and it, it just turns off. So what I did was I connected to my wife's phone via hotspot. Okay. And so we're back on. Okay. And well, I was in, uh, mm -hmm. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. You were talking about plans for the future. Yes. Uh, well, right now uh, in the near, you know, what's going on daily and weekly right now is I'm building homes for my family. I have uh, five homes to build. One has been uh, fully funded. And the house number two, um, I'm at $150 right now. Um, the budget for each home is $1,600. And right now I'm at 150 And so we're going to be building five homes. And like I said, we've got one already funded. We're on number two. Um, and so that's my, the burden on my heart is I cannot, I cannot keep going with ministry and let my own home be empty. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, God's mm -hmm. called us to overflow, not to mm -hmm. suffer 
while others are being blessed. I mean, I love we love being a blessing, and we've given away more than we can count. You know, more than we can add up. It's it's too much, right? Praise the Lord. Right. But we don't want to, because my family's often the ones that are the hands and feet of delivering goods. And so for us to continue to have our family, you know, giving away hundreds of meals and they're only going to eat with them and, and go home to live in a very hard environment, I just don't want to see that anymore. And so the focus for the next couple weeks, maybe a month or so, maybe two months, however long it takes, is we want to build their homes and get them in a nice, clean place. And this is the this will affect 22 children and two parents per per children, you know, and so it's a lot of it's a lot of people affected and blessed with the building of these homes. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's on that's what's on the menu. That's what's on the plate for ministry here at this point. But our our real goals and our you know what we do is we want to reach and we do reach the the lost. You know, the Philippines is predominantly Catholic and Muslim. And so they believe in God, but they don't really know how the real gospel works. They don't know how God has already made the way. He's the way, the truth, and the life. There's no way unto the Father except through him. They don't understand that because they've been they've been clouded with religious teachings from the Catholic Church and also from the, the Muslim and they're very zealous and they're very precious and they want to they want to serve god but all they've been given is a faulty message for the most part and so that's why we're here and that's why the harvest is so ready to be uh, awakened and reaped for the king king jesus Uh, we are so blessed to see that they respond very very well to the gospel Um, as far as persecution we have not had anybody trying to stop us and that's amazing that you know even though there's muslims here they're not they're not violent and they're actually they thank us when we minister to their children when we give food and we we give food packs to to different areas they come and say thank you you know i've had i've had a a couple of muslims completely covered in their in their burqa what do they call that the burqa and mm-hmm. so I'm looking at a fully, fully committed Muslim telling me, thank you, sir. Thank you, pastor, calling me pastor for, for helping mm-hmm. us and for being a blessing to my children, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's just really amazing the opportunity we have here in the Philippines for winning souls. That's that's incredible. That's Amen. just incredible. I, I, you know, I talked to Papa Brian and mm-hmm. Brian Raven and yeah. He, he's in um, in a uh, Muslim kind yeah. of country too, per- predominantly right. Muslim. Right. Yeah. And um, uh, you know, uh, he's talked a lot about uh, the the death threats and the the yeah. you know they've tried to poison him several times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you haven't faced any of that. You haven't dealt with any nope. of that. No. Um- now there are areas that we can't go into. Uh, they probably would kidnap me immediately, try to, and they would probably, you know, do what they would normally do. Um, 
I believe in God's protection, of course. I'm not saying what we doubt, mm -hmm. you know, if we did go into that area. Mm -hmm. But the way we have to minister to those areas is we basically Filipinos that are equipped with the gospel will go into those areas. But for mm -hmm. a white American to go mm -hmm. in there and start preaching Jesus, there are there are areas that even the the U.S. Embassy will say, you know, no, we, we're not going to. If you go there, it's at your own risk. We warned you. Yeah. We're not going. We're not going to be sending in, you know, help to get you, <laughs> because wow. we told you wow. don't go. Yeah, that's yeah. literally the word from them is that you just do not go there. And if you do, it's on. It's your choice. We're not wow. going to help you. Wow. So that's a uh, that's that's amazing. That's hard mm. to hear. I mean, because yeah. you know, in America, I mean. You know, even within my own city, there are places we don't go, you mm -hmm. know, um, into. Yeah. And it's a right. shame because those are the places that probably need the most help. Right. And, the, right. and you know, everything. So that's that must be hard to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, but mm -hmm. I mean, you got to think about your your wife and your children. Right. And you know, you believe in God's protection and you have God's protection yeah. on your life, right? but you don't really want to test that theory. I mean, right. you don't really right, want right. to. <laughs> we, we, we're not called to be foolish. <laughs> you know, I, in America, I heard a pastor one time, and I won't say his name or anything because it's not about putting shame on anybody, but, you know, his word was, I want to serve the Lord and I want to show him that I really, really, you know, He's the way he said it was. I want to I want to go to one of these countries where Christians are being persecuted and share Jesus and be martyred. And I'm thinking wow. that was about the fullest thing I've ever heard anybody say. <laughs> You're gonna go throw yourself into martyrdom for what? Yeah. You know. But it 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 is. Um, we we do want to reach these people. You know. But I, I certainly I'm not going to go throw myself and and be crucified, you know, by them. Yeah. But we we can send people in there, and that is our goal. That's a long-term goal that we train uh, very serious evangel people with the anointing to evangelize to go into the Muslim areas. And mm -hmm. what they will do is they'll actually live there amongst them, and slowly but surely in wisdom, find the ones that they can reach and let those reach others. And it didn't become a family thing instead of, you know, just going and, and, and doing an outreach with, with a crowd and trying to reach them. They go mm -hmm. in with, with, with stealth, with wisdom and reach them from within and, and, and get families coming to Christ. And, uh, it's a blessing. So we, we, we're not, we're not forgetting about them. We just, we, we have to be patient and allow God's timing to to be unfolded for us in in reaching them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Uh, Daniel, is there anything that you wanna you wanna say to people before we we end this? Is there anything? Okay, you wanna... sure. Sure. I want to encourage everyone that. The finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ has put you in position as a child of God, and you are 
so accepted, you're so heard from the Lord. And knowing that he has finished the work will put you in a position of faith, and faith pleases God. If we are trying to get God's attention through something we're doing, even if it's a, a lot of good deeds, it doesn't matter. If, we're, if our motivation is, God, answer my prayers, look what I've done. This is a position of pride. Mm -hmm. And God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And so what is grace? Grace is unmerited favor from God. Grace is receiving a gift you didn't earn. He gives grace, gifts that people don't earn to the humble. And so that, that place of being humble is a place of saying yes to the Lord and receiving it with thanksgiving. Amen. Receiving it from the Lord. That is the place of humility, the place of being humble. Mm -hmm. And so I want to encourage everyone that that smile on your face is is a genuine response to God having already said yes and be encouraged there's there's so many scriptures we can we can let's quote a scripture if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation old things have passed away behold all things have become new mm -hmm. that is you that's where you are you are a new creation everything that's not of God is literally crucified with Christ. Mm -hmm. And so God sees you perfect in Christ, not perfect in our own abilities, not perfect in our own behaviors, but perfect in Christ. And that's the only place we are connecting with God. That is the place of exchange, is in the righteousness of God, in the place of Christ having been raised from the dead and seated in glory. We are in him. And so the, the place where we are able to receive from God and the place we're able to be used by God is a place that's already done. And so be encouraged. Uh, those who are watching, be encouraged and know that the Lord has already cleansed you by his blood. If you put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are equipped. You are, you are truly a complete person. And the Lord is dealing with you as a son and a daughter. And he loves his children. And he loves to do things for them and through them. And so be encouraged. Your life is, has, has great purpose, and you are here to extend the love of God. Mm -hmm. And God bless you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everyone, for, for being available, amen, to watch these mm -hmm. podcasts. And this woman of God here, Carla Silver, is, <laughs> is a precious warrior in the Lord. And I would, I would say if you, if you see a podcast that she's a part of, you're seeing something that God is moving on. So, well, thank you. Thank you for that. I don't know about the warrior part, but right now, but uh, I'm trying. I'm I'm a limping warrior right now. <laughs> well, you know, you're in position as as a influencer in the kingdom, and you've done a lot here in the Philippines as well. Even our last outreach uh, with the the flood victims. And you you helped with that. I don't know if you you even realize you helped with that, but you helped with that. And so many people prayed to receive Jesus. I mean, they literally, from there, you could you could tell they lit up. And after after things were done and we were leaving, it was just you could just tell the the atmosphere was just full of the glory of God. Amen. And Amen. so it's so beautiful. Well, Daniel, I 
I count in honor to support you in the Philippines and um, Pastor Raven in the in Indonesia. Um, I think if Amen. God blesses me with certain things, with the ability to help others, if I'm not helping others, I'm being stingy, and I don't feel good about that. I, I don't feel good about that at all. God has blessed me so much with so many Amen. things. And um, I have no God right. God bless you more. Amen. I have no right not to pass that on uh, and try to and bless other people. Um, yeah. And, with, and, you know, the opportunities like with Brian Raven and with us here, you know, we can do a lot with a little. And the harvest here is it's ready. You know, in America, we have churches on every corner. And, mm-hmm. and yes, the revival is happening in America and it's beautiful, but it's it's a financial issue for us here. Simply, you know, it it's not free to preach the gospel. The gospel is free, but it's not free to preach it. And right. so and when we could combine the gospel with food mm-hmm. in America, you know, it's not that impressive. You know, they got they got missions on all the all the big cities have free food for, you know, and, and they they share the word of God, too. You know, mm-hmm. and it's it's nice that they would help the homeless and and bless the homeless, you know. Mm-hmm. But here it's the entire we can we can hit an entire village. You know, I, I want to my goal is we've been up to 400, 500 meals at a time. But my goal is a thousand. I want to I want to put out a thousand meals. I want to get a thousand. Listen, I want to get a thousand people together eating a hot meal wow. and sitting down and hearing me preach to them for about 35 minutes. Wow. And then give them an invitation to receive Jesus. Mm-hmm. A thousand of them. That's like a that's like a whole portion of a village. You know, that's a whole. Mm-hmm. We're going to convert a village. That's my goal, and I believe God will give that to us. I believe me and my wife will see this in in His perfect time. Mm-hmm. But yes, Amen. It it's not it's not free, but it is. It's never a waste, Amen. The Lord mm-hmm. always always, according to His Word, He will. He who lends to the poor lends to the Lord, and the Lord will repay him. And so there's never it's never a waste. So I will never feel guilty about someone sending a large gift or a small gift. It is, hey, God bless you more. The Lord is going to bless your, your storehouse even that much more. For those that have the wisdom, it's a it's a blessing that will reach your generations. You know, your your descendants will be receiving blessings from, from God's spoken word. His promises will never be unfulfilled. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much for taking time to do this. Um, You're welcome. And I, I would just, I just appreciate all that you've done. I just, it's incredible. All of it's incredible. Um, And Hopefully, when I when I get through this and I understand what I'm doing and I can post this and stuff, other people will see yeah. it and will be blessed. And Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Daniel. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Lord. Take care. Blessings okay. to you and your you family. Too. God bless you more. Okay. Okay. Amen. Bye. Bye-bye.